You're listening to Inside the Village, where all news is local and no topic is off limits. So help me, Bob, it's bully in the alley. This is Inside the Village for Friday, June 30th, 2023. I'm Scott Sexsmith with Michael Friscalanti, Editor-in-Chief here at Village Media. The incomparable Derek Turner, not in the studio with us today. However, the very capable Zach Trunzo is with us making the uh, the magic happen. Extremely capable, Zach Trunzo. Very extremely capable. Yes. We're just buttering you up, Zach, to do a good job on this. Don't screw up. <laughs> you got one job, do it right. Uh, how's it going? Great. Fantastic. Good. Uh, living the dream. Living the dream. Uh, long weekend is upon us. Any uh, any plans? No plans. No I, plans. No, probably waiting. It's waiting for some big breaking news story to drop, as they always do well, every time you try to take some downtime. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, sp- uh, speaking of uh, uh, breaking news, uh, we talked about C-18 uh, last week in that fiasco, but uh, uh, there is an update. Yeah, Google News has just announced, we're recording now like less than an hour ago, they announced that they are also going to be pulling their content uh, for Canadian users, news content. Um, again, this is a result of Bill C-18, the new Online News Act from the Trudeau government, which is, you know, in theory supposed to be helping uh, publishers stay afloat and, and, and making sure that they're compensated for the content that Google and Facebook are putting on their platforms. But it's obviously backfiring terribly, and yeah. uh, Facebook and Google, who've long been accused of stealing our content when we're actually putting it up there ourselves for our, for our benefit, are now saying, well, we're just not going to put it up anymore. We're not going to pay anybody. We're just not going to um, put it there for you anymore. So it's devastating for our readers because a lot of them use Google and use their Facebook feeds to get to our sites, and that's where they get alerted to what's going on on their Aurelia Matters page or on their Sudbury.com page. Right. Um, obviously, there's... I mean, I don't know if it's obvious, but I would assume there's lots going on behind the scenes. Is this just uh, posturing at this point uh, that the big the big tech companies are saying what I just mentioned? There, we're not going to just we're not going to publish this stuff now, so live with it. But are they also hoping that the government will have to come back now and say, um, "Please, let's try to figure this out so we can come to a, a happy medium"? I don't know what's uh, what's in store, but it's uh, if if they actually do pull it, uh, it's pretty devastating for 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 our readers. It is, but fear not, because Heritage Minister Rodriguez says he has our backs. He has our back. Yeah, when he was asked if there was a Plan B, he didn't have a Plan B, but no. uh, he's got our backs. Maybe that's Plan B. Get your backs, B. Yeah, yeah. There is no Plan B. <laughs> uh, all right, a uh, wonderful data journalist uh, that works for us, gentleman by the name of uh, Patrick Kane, has uh, just written a very uh, interesting piece that has some people talking. Yeah, Patrick uh, joined Village uh, recently. He's a uh, well-known in our industry. He's a great data journalist, crunches a lot of numbers, and great at filing freedom of information and access to information requests uh, with the government, with different levels of government. And he requested various data on registration of vehicles and driver's license registration because it's kind of complicated. But remember, the Ford government announced that they, they were going to not charge us for these anymore, right, right to, to register our vehicles. But they weren't going to remind us anymore either. So, yeah. so Patrick's kind of gone back to say how many people are actually – behind now on registering or renewing their driver's license, registering, the, renewing their car registrations. And the, the numbers are pretty alarming. I think one of the, stat, the stats was um, compared comparing 2019 and 2022, it's, the, it's 82% of the level of the amount of people are registering mm-hmm. their cars. And there are consequences, right? So if you get in a car accident and your registration is invalid, it could affect your insurance. Absolutely. Right? If you get pulled over for, uh, for going 10 kilometers over the speed limit and your driver's license expired, that could have other implications, right? And uh, it's it's a fascinating piece and just a 
digging a lot deeper into an issue that we kind of knew was out there and people were talking about a little bit, but this is a real definitive piece. Absolutely. Okay. I think it was back in uh, February that we had 18-year-old uh, Juliette Lemour uh, in this very studio uh, moments after claiming her $48 million uh, Lotto 649 Gold Ball Jackpot prize. Fast forward to uh, last night at 1030, the expiry of a $70 million ticket that went unclaimed. Yeah, I've been fascinated by this. Right? Can you so, imagine? Yeah, like what if somebody just like leave it on their, their glove Glove, glove compartment or in their pocket or go, go through the wash, but a $70 million ticket that nobody's come forward to claim. But you just told me something that was funny. Yeah, yeah, this is the best. Uh, uh, Tony Batanti from uh, from OLG uh, has said that uh, OLG has received upwards of 1,100 telephone calls from people claiming to have lost the winning ticket. Now, of those 1,100, uh, he said they're looking at about 100 of them for validity to see if there's any any meat to this. Uh, but yeah, 1,100 people claiming to have uh, So is there a way the you ticket. can claim it without your ticket? Like how would they verify that you bought it? Would they do I, video surveillance of the of the, the store where you bought it? Or I guess that could. Uh, we should have Tony on the show. We and, should have Tony and, on the show. Because that's a great, uh, people would want to know that. That's uh, that's fascinating. And Juliet was still one of my favorite interviews that we ever did in here. That, Absolutely. Was, that was fantastic. fantastic. 70 million bucks <laughs> down the drain. It's crazy. Well, well, I think they said that someone, they're just going to put it back in the pot now. And that's what else, they do. Yeah. Someone else will win. Yeah. So you still have hope, Scott. There, there <laughs> still have hope. There's right. still hope for you and I. <laughs> one day it just might happen. All right. The first word to first go. Uh, exciting show uh, today. I'm uh, I'm excited about this one. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, of course, the uh, Stanley Cup was awarded uh, in Las Vegas to the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Mike Amadio, uh, Sault Ste. Marie boy, played uh, his, uh, his minor hockey here, eventually went uh, to the OHL being drafted by Brampton, who became the North Bay Battalion, uh, and now he's a Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, I remember watching it, uh, I'm particularly interested because he was from the Sioux, and that's where we are. And uh, I'm not a huge hockey fan, um, but I always will watch the final game of the Stanley Cup, because there's just something about those guys lifting that trophy. Yeah. And just, it, it's, it's iconic. There's nothing like, maybe the World Cup is comparable, obviously, yeah. but there's, none of the four major sports have a trophy like that, and, and a ceremony of hoisting over your head, and what that means, it's pretty special. It certainly is, and we will find out just exactly how heavy that cup is when you do lift it over your head. With Mike Amadio from the Vegas Golden Knights, Mike joins us when Inside the Village returns right after this. Reporters, editors, and journalists who go the extra mile to get the story and get it right. Go behind the scenes with those who cover the stories that matter most to you and your community. Look for it in the Village Features section of your favourite Village Media website across Ontario. Welcome back to Inside the Village with Michael Friscalanti, Editor-in-Chief here at Village Media. I'm Scott Sexsmith. Very excited to have on the line with us Stanley Cup champion from the Vegas Golden Knights, Mike Amadio. Has that sunk in yet, Mike? Uh, it still hasn't, no. It, uh, it almost gave me chills uh, listening to you say that there, so... Uh, hopefully it sinks in soon. <laughs> Mike, it's it's great to chat with you because we're sitting in Sault Ste. Marie, obviously, which is where you're from, and everybody up here was uh, super pumped. I think every TV in town was tuned in late to, to watching you hoist the cup. Can we just talk about that first? I mean, what was it like growing up here and, and, and learning the game in this town? Uh, yeah, it's it's an awesome hockey community. I know uh, that uh, everybody everybody's dream growing up as a kid playing hockey is to one day be able to lift the Stanley Cup, so... 
um, it's a pretty special feeling that uh, I got to enjoy that moment with my family being there. So it's uh, something that I'll never forget. And just so we could break some news you mentioned before we jumped on, you are going to bring the cup up here at some point? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure the exact date and everything, but the, I will be bringing the cup back to the Sioux whenever I have a chance. Amazing. And, and how does that work, Mike? Is it is it the NHL that, that schedules that with the players? Because I know they kind of drive that whole thing and, and people from the league travel with the cup. How does that work? Um, I think, yeah, I think the league or whoever... Uh, coordinates the Stanley Cup. I think they coordinate with uh, some people from Vegas as well to kind of map out the easiest route to get to everybody, and they kind of decide from there. So many uh, great moments, uh, certainly through the season and and 16 playoff games. Uh, I think the picture that resonated the most with me uh, was seeing you call your grandma uh, from your cell phone (laughs) from the ice. Uh, It must have meant as much uh, to her as it did to you. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, it was cool enough to have just my family there on the ice with me, but uh, being able to call her right then and there, I know she stayed up late to watch the game. So um, just to hear her voice uh, was a pretty special moment. I'll never forget as well. Did she come to a lot of your games as a kid, Mike? Uh, I think she was at every game. Yeah, <laughs> she would always she would always be there supporting me. So it uh, it was nice to to give her a call there. That's amazing. You know what fascinates me is you know having my kids in hockey and watching them play, and and, and you think about that. It is a line that everybody says. You know, we dream of winning the cup, but for a guy like you and every other player who's got there, there's so many steps along the way, right? You're it's the you're playing junior hockey, you're playing the top level when you're a teenager, then getting drafted and grinding it out in the OHL, then actually getting drafted in the NHL. I mean, can you just speak to the the, the amount of um, work and the, and the process it is just to even just to even get your skates on an NHL ice, right? This the, yeah. the the program the process you have to go through. Um, yeah, definitely. I think uh, growing up as a kid, um, it kind of doesn't really sink in that you can make a career out of hockey until probably you make it to junior or even when you're about to leave junior. So um, yeah, to even just to make the NHL was a dream come true for me. And then uh, it's been a long road since then. So I know I've had a lot of support from my family. Um, and my close friends. So um, it just means the world to me that uh, I was able to get this opportunity and play for Stanley Cup in the first place and then be able to hoist it as a uh just a surreal feeling that I, I don't even know how to explain. Mike, you were uh, drafted in the third round uh, back in 2014 by L.A. You've played in a couple of pretty cool markets, Los Angeles and <laughs> Vegas, uh, without telling tales out of school. Uh, any tales you could tell out of school? I mean, cool people that you may have met or, or experiences that you've had in those uh, in those cities? Um, yeah, L.A. was, was uh, where I started my career, obviously. And uh, it was a pretty cool city, obviously. But coming from Sault Ste. Marie in North Bay, where I played junior, it's uh, kind of an eye-opener to live in that big of a city, right? So, um, But, yeah, you go, for, you go for dinner at some restaurants uh, or where, wherever you're going, you you kind of notice people. So it's, uh, you definitely see some famous people or celebrities and, uh, they have a lot of major sports teams there as well. So you're seeing, you're seeing some people when you go for sure. Yeah. You know, and I think there's the cliche that people don't think that Vegas is a, is a great market for hockey, right? They, you know, you can imagine Canadian hockey fans kind of snickering at that, you for know, sure. and thinking, why are we going to Vegas? But watching it and especially watching the final, there's a, a hell of a buzz there. I mean, the people were totally into the game. Oh, it's crazy. Are we wrong about that, Mike? Is Vegas a great hockey market? Uh, no, you're absolutely right. I think Vegas is a great hockey market. Um, they they love their, their Golden Knights there, and um, you go out for dinner wherever you go, you, you almost get noticed more than a Canadian market. So they, they do truly love the hockey players there, and uh, 
it is it's been a pleasure playing there and the fans it's so loud in that building every night so our fans are i'd say one of the best in the league you've uh played with some great players uh mike in in your career let me ask you this who's some of the toughest guys that you've had to play against i'd say all, all the top guys i don't think there's anybody out there that i would i can pinpoint off the top of my head but uh all those superstars uh they're superstars for a reason so um, yeah, they're they're very good out on the ice. Speaking of superstars, uh, a new one just got drafted uh, last night at the NHL entry draft. Uh, Connor Bedard. What kind of an impact is he going to have immediately on the league? Um, yeah, he's uh, he's a high end talent. Obviously, you've seen all of his junior highlights, so um, it'll be it'll be cool to see him play his first game in the league and and see what he can bring to this league. You know, it is kind of cliche, right? But I obviously. A whole bunch of pieces have to come together for a team to win a championship at any sport, right? Whether it's baseball, hockey, whatever it is. Sure. What was it about this group you think that was that that had all the pieces to get to this level? Um, yeah, I think off the ice it started with our locker room. I think everyone just gelled so well together. Um, we had we had a good group of guys, you know. Everyone everyone knew their role, and then on the ice, I think we just had a very deep team where it didn't matter who was out there. Everybody went out, did their job, and. Uh, had a role to do and they did it. Uh, I know this question is probably a cliche and one that you've answered a hundred times, but how heavy is the Stanley Cup? Uh, I think it's only like 35 pounds, but uh, it feels a lot lighter when you lift it up there for the first time. (laughs) Did you kind of have it planned in your mind? We all kind of imagine, but when you actually get it in your hands, you're not sure what to do with it or do you know what you're going to do? Yeah, I don't think I knew what I was going to do with it. I don't even know if I, I think I just wanted not to fall on the ice with it. I think that was the only thing I was thinking of. But uh, yeah, I, I don't even remember the moment. It kind of, it goes by so fast. So just try to enjoy it. Yeah. Have you watched, sorry, have you watched yourself do it? Have someone showed you clips of it? Um, yeah. I've, a few of my buddies had uh, had it recorded and sent it to me after. So that was pretty cool to, to rewatch. Speaking of buddies, I mean, your phone must have been blown up when you walked in the locker room after the game. Uh, yeah. My my friends and family, um Past teammates, past uh, coaches and stuff. I had a bunch of people uh, reached out to me, which was pretty cool. So uh, it took me a few days to get back to everybody, but uh, I think I finally made it. <laughs> you uh, you had a great playoff run, uh, Mike. Five goals, five assists. You were plus eight, only uh, four penalty minutes. But uh, no bigger uh, moment could have been uh, when you scored the uh, game winner uh, in game three, double overtime uh, against Winnipeg. Can you describe that for us? Um, yeah, I, I didn't even see the goal go in at first. I just, I heard the crossbar there and then I saw, I think it was Howden and Barbashev kind of turned back to come towards me. So, and then I heard the crowd. So it was something, a, a goal for sure. I'll never forget. I mean, double overtime. I don't think you'll ever forget that one. So, uh, that was a pretty special moment for me as well. It's funny because literally yesterday I was at the Hockey Hall of Fame for an unrelated matter, and we were actually up in the hall and looking at the the cup. There's a couple of them, right? If you rep, sure. Yeah. We walk in the vault where the original cup is, and it's priceless item, you know, that, that that's they're all locked up. Have you thought about what it's going to be like to look at it and actually see your name on it? Um, I have not. No, yeah. <laughs> I think I think once that moment comes, and and having my family there, my fiance, and everyone involved, I think I think that's when it'll kind of start to sink in, and. Uh, It'll just be a special moment to have with uh, my family. Uh, Mike, uh, back in 2012, uh, and I know you're a, you're a bit of a golf fan, Bubba Watson uh, won the Masters, and he was inside Butler Cabin, and Jim Nance asked him what it felt like, and his response was, I'm not sure how to answer because I never got this far in my dreams. Did you ever get this <laughs> far in yours? I, I don't even, I can't even remember. I mean, 
you always dream about it and and all that but for it to actually come a reality i think is is something else so um definitely a surreal moment and uh something i'll definitely cherish real real quickly mike i should know this but i don't what's what's plans for next year are you back with vegas next year i I have one more year on my deal with vegas yeah and would you like to stay in vegas if you could I would love to stay in Vegas. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a great city to live in. Amazing. Well, I think a Stanley Cup ring might uh, help your negotiations. For sure. Uh, a little bit. Might get a bigger contract, and you <laughs> deserve it. Uh, Mike Amadio, Stanley Cup champion uh, from Sault Ste. Marie. Appreciate your time today. Congratulations, and uh, we can't wait to uh, to see the cup here in the soup. Thank you, guys. For the latest in in-depth features and enterprise journalism from your local writers at Village Media, be sure to check out The Big Read. The Big Read, it's the full story behind the headlines. Look for The Big Read on your favourite Village Media website across Ontario. Back to wrap on Inside the Village uh, with Frisco, Michael Friscalanti, editor-in-chief. Editor-in-cheese, big cheese here at Village <laughs> Media. <laughs> that one's going to stick. That is going to stick. I just keep that. I like that. It's a good mm-hmm. handle. Yeah. Editor-in-chief. It's a more accurate description of what I do over here. <laughs> <laughs> here at Village Media, uh, I'm Scott Sexsmith. Uh, always exciting to talk to somebody uh, that's won a championship. Yeah. It's I mean, pretty, I can't imagine that. It's pretty awesome. You know, and it's also a reminder that, like, we watch these guys and, like, I was at a ball game recently, a major league game, and then you watch these guys, and on the field, they're like, they're like, you know, superheroes, right? Yeah. They're in their uniform, and they're so good at what they do, and then they're just sitting in their living room on a Zoom call. They're like every other, but they're like everybody ball else. Ball cap on backwards, yeah, yeah. Like you just, know, there's a dog barking. I think I, yeah. <laughs> like, it, but that's what's great. Like they're just, they're just a normal guy, and he grew up in the same town that a lot of other people did, yeah. and and it's great. I'm happy for him, and I think it's. It's a good reminder that uh, in the end, these are, these guys were just regular Joes like everybody else, and uh, he seems like a good guy. What's that expression? He puts his pants on one leg at yeah, a time, just like sure. you or I do. For sure, and 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 for sure, there's some there's some uh, hometown boosterism. You want the kid yeah. from your hometown to do Absolutely. well, and and that's fantastic. And uh, yeah, and and I do think I have to say like. The the whole expansion to the U.S. There's a lot a lot of hockey fans get mad about that, right? And again, I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I think if you actually look, the expansion to the U.S. has been a huge success for the NHL, right? For maybe not Phoenix, right, and maybe not Atlanta, but but Vegas has been a huge hit. You look at those Tampa Bay teams who are winning cups. People were in droves watching that team. I, I mean, I think ultimately the the that Gary Bettman did 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 well with those. Things. I, I just think. When you see how they reacted in Vegas to that yeah. cup, it was phenomenal. People, I know a lot of people were angry. Oh, this team's from Vegas. Only been here six years, but man, they built a winner, and, and the fans bought. They ate it up. Well, and, and I don't want to date myself, but I think it goes back to you know August first of nineteen eighty eight when the Great One was traded from Edmonton to mm-hmm. Los Angeles, oh, yeah. and that sparked hockey yeah. in non hockey markets. Oh, hundred percent. Los Angeles, San Jose, Tampa, Florida, mm-hmm. Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix probably is not a good example given what's going on yeah. there, but. Uh, you know what also fascinates me is when you watch the junior championships now, right? And you see the U.S. roster. Yeah, half the teams from California. Yeah, they all yeah. play in the, like the the, the the instructional leagues from the, that the the Sharks started. Yep. You look at Austin Matthews. He said he would have never played hockey if it wasn't for the Phoenix Coyotes. Right? Absolutely. He watched them, and then they had like a you know a hockey clinic or whatever. And yep. who would have thought some kid from the desert would have that kind of skill on the ice, right? So yeah. 
I, I think it's I think it's a cool thing. And and, and uh, let's be honest, wouldn't you love to go to Vegas and watch a hockey game? Oh my God, could you imagine the atmosphere? <laughs> what a party that would be down there! Still, the toughest. I, and you and I talked about this. I think the toughest uh, trophy in sports, professional sports, to win. Yeah, the most grueling. What you have to go through. Yeah, well, you have four rounds. Guys are killing each other out there. I think just the Memorial Cup is maybe one step more because you have to then go to the tournament yeah, after. But yeah, still, I mean, yeah. to, to get there, it's pretty amazing and. Uh, it just it was cool to have a to have somebody like that. I think it just shows the diversity of our show. I talk about it all the time. We have all kinds of interesting guests come yeah. on talking about a wide range of issues. And sometimes we have a fun one like this where you have a Stanley Cup champion you can jump on, which is great. And there is a small chance, speaking of breaking news, a very small chance that Mike's gonna bring the cup. Right into this very room. <laughs> right into the, could you imagine that? That adds to, maybe it'll ding against the bricks and add to the legend of uh, of the cup. Well, yeah. we'll have him in with the cup. We'll bring him to the, the rooftop. Yeah. Well, we put pressure. Of course he said yes on camera because we asked yeah. him to come by for it. We have the we have some alcoholic beverages available that he can have. Wouldn't one. that be cool to drink something out of the Stanley Cup? Yeah, that'd be pretty wild. I think we're probably dreaming, but whatever. We're dreaming. Whatever. Wild stuff. But he is coming back to the Sioux. He said it. We'll find out when later on. Yeah, looking forward to that. All right, uh, any comments on this show or other shows, reach out to us by all means at ITV at villagemedia.ca. You want to catch back episodes? Uh, by all means, you can do that across the Village Media Network wherever you get your uh, favorite podcasts and, of course, at insidethevillage.ca. For Michael Friscalanti, Editor-in-Chief here at Village Media, I'm Scott Sexsmith. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Inside the Village. Frisco and Scott's wardrobe, provided in part by Moore's Sault Ste. Marie.